0: Okay, Okay, but but this this movie? movie? Welcome back, listeners. Hi. Yeah, hi. Wait, was that for me or for them? (laughs) Why can't it be both?
1: Why do we have to pick sides?
0: I know, porque no los dos. (laughs) Uh, So we are now in the, uh, well, we've been in the month of October, but we're now in our Halloween theme. Ooh, spooky. Spooky, spooky. (gasps) Oh my gosh, I'm so scared. Um... (laughs) So this week I had the movie Dead Silence. Notice I gave get a it. Did you get it? Yeah, Do you get yeah. it? See, see how I didn't talk at all. <laughs> I'm glad you got it. I thought you'd be like, did something go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for it. Um, but this gem came out in 2007, and I say it's a gem because it goes the extra mile. Uh, I, uh, I agree with this one article that I saw online that it was way ahead of its time. Uh, so this was directed by James Wan and he was already, uh, pretty, I don't know, famous by this point, but he already had a reputation because he directed the first Saw movie. The he, th- original Saw? Yeah, the original Saw.
1: Yes. Uh, you saw that's it? That's a good one. <laughs> I
0: did, in <laughs> fact, saws it. Did you actually <laughs> did you see Jigsaw in Dead Silence? Did you catch that?
1: No, I did not see J. Why? Yeah, one of the so, dolls.
0: Yeah, he is actually. So, for the listeners out there, um uh so yeah, uh James Wan directed Saw and then later directed Dead Silence. Saw was in 2004, so there's a couple years in between. Um, but the puppet for Jigsaw shows up. Um, also, he wrote the the writer from Saw Lee, I think, L-E-I-G-H. I don't know how to pronounce that. Maybe Lay. Um, I think they, it's Lee. Yeah, that person. Um, they wrote um, <laughs> Dead Silence and did Dead Silence with James Wan, and they also did Saw. So it's like a you know similar. Anyways, uh, oh, little cool <laughs> trivia for you there. Um, so Jigsaw shows up in the end of towards the end of Dead Silence when um, they're in the theater and they're in like the room where all the puppets are. Uh, it pans over from like Jamie to like the puppet with the really long tongue, and if you look on one of the pillars, it has like Jigsaw like leaning against it, like obviously
1: what not animated (laughs) what yeah yeah, okay i was getting like strong annabelle vibes from all the dolls that were in here
0: did he direct annabelle later that's what i was thinking he did did the he did the conjuring
1: yes i know that and then he also did the insidious franchise too i'm like Mm -hmm. this dude is just like in the horror genre hardcore go him but I don't know. Beca- well, I think Annabelle shows up in the Conjuring franchise, anyways, right? I think it's yeah. in the first movie.
0: So I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but yeah, I guess he just has like an obsession with dolls coming to life. <laughs> 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 like James Wan, are you okay? Like do we? Do you want to come onto the podcast and talk to us about it? But let us know. Let us yes. know. <laughs> <A> <laughs> DM you. slide into my please dims. DM us my dims oh. and <laughs> my, my, my dims. I've never heard it referred to as that, but slide in, slide in. Uh, but yeah, so that was a little Easter egg. I want to mention that. Uh, but yes, this movie came out 2007. It stars uh, Ryan Quantin who many of you may know from True Blood. have never seen it. Wow. Okay.
1: Cool. <laughs> Apparently I'm learning through this podcast that I actually haven't seen anything.
0: I know, I'm like, I, you were like my movie friend, like, what is this? Well, I, that is a TV show, I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll cut you some slack.
1: Thank you, I appreciate that. <laughs> That's what I'm here
0: for. Um, but yeah, so he did this in 2007, and True Blood started in 2008, so this was before his career got really big. Um, so, it was his debut film out here, maybe, I don't know. Um, but he has an American accent in this, not a southern one like in True Blood. Uh, but the film, I really like the style. It opens up, uh, the character's name is Jamie Ashen, and he's with his wife, Lisa. Aw. And, you know, they're just like, oh, I don't want to cook. Or like, oh, he's doing the plumbing, and he, like, sucks at it. You know, he can't fix it. And they get this mysterious package. Knock, knock on the door. Who could it be? And it's, like, a box. Billy. It's Billy. <laughs> it's Billy. <laughs> Hi. Uh, it's a box. It says his name. Doesn't say where it's from. And they open it, and it's the dummy. Um. Hey, be nice. (laughs) Get get didn't get it because I called him a dummy. Okay. Okay. That one's out of four. You're getting better, (laughs) I think, each week. Okay. You know, I'll take it. I'll take it. uh So there's a ventriloquist dummy inside of the package, and he's just like really creepy. And it like its head falls over and his mouth opens. You remember that where he's like, "Ah," and he's just kind of creepy and stuff. And then like. Lisa's like, oh, my gosh, do you remember that little rhyme from when we were kids? Do you remember it? Uh, I don't know. No, beware the stare. <laughs> I'll, I'll recite it for you. <clears throat> okay. Beware please. the stare of Mary Shaw. She had no children, only dolls. If you see her in your dreams, be sure to never, ever scream. Or what happens? Well, actually, Come. that's funny you asked that. In the alternate version that was in the deleted scenes, it's – um wear the stare of Mary Shashi I know children only dolls be sh- uh, if you ever see her in your dreams be sure to never scream or she'll rip your tongue out at the seam.
1: See that I like that but I can also see why they cut it It's like unnecessary information you can just kind of guess what happens It's from a little context. scarier
0: not knowing what she's gonna do.
1: yeah that's true. But also, it's just like the air of mystery that I'm just like, well, what's the worst that's going to happen, you know? No, well, what
0: are you going to do, Mary Shaw? I heard you die. What you going to do? Well, what you going to do? Like, Freddy's coming for you. Even, like, Freddy Krueger doesn't tell you, like, one, two, Freddy's. No, he tells you. One, two, Freddy's coming for you. Three, four, better shut your door. Five, six. Pick up sticks. <laughs> <laughs> Pick up sticks, eh? Something, something. Uh, I know seven, eight, stay awake. So, yeah, you just say
1: wake part right there. That's why that's the alludes to is going to be dreams.
0: Yeah. Uh, but, anyways, so this one. But this one also is kind of annoying because in the rhyme, it tells you, like, if you see her in your dreams, but, like, you're seeing her in reality. So, there's a little, there are a couple discrepancies in the film. Uh, <laughs> we'll look past that. But, anyways, so um, Ryan Quantin, the beautiful Ryan Quantin, his character goes out to get takeout. And this is where we get our first body. Yay. <laughs> um so I really like how they um do the like how they just determined to do the death scenes like with the like you know all these sounds going on. So like for this particular death scene it had like the teapot going off, there was music playing, there was the clock ticking and there's all these just background sounds and whenever like they're about to strike, uh plot twist everybody it's Mary Shaw. She's strike she's the one killing everybody. Um <laughs> and we'll get into what? who she is. We'll get, I know the listeners don't know who she is. We'll get into it. Don't worry. Um, but, you know, I like how the music, the sound just starts to go down. It doesn't automatically go quiet, you know? Like, it just goes to that slow yeah. motion sound,
1: like the... Tr- tr- yeah. I like how it highlights each thing, and then it silences it out.
0: Yes. And something I noted is only the, th- the only sounds you do hear are the victim... And whatever things they interact with. So if they take a step, you'll hear their footfall and their footsteps. And if they hit something, like, that was something I noticed um, later with Henry Walker um, at the funeral home. Is, like, anything they interact with still makes sound. Yeah. Which was an interesting choice for me. I, I, I don't understand it fully, but I thought that was interesting. I think it makes it a little scarier still having some sounds and those sounds being so much louder compared to how quiet it is you know
1: yeah i think that's interesting too because i'm just like if they can interact and that makes sounds i think that kind of defeats the purpose too but i does that mean it's an alternate reality type of thing then
0: and that kind of makes me wonder but i mean like i'm not really sure i
1: because that would play into the dream sequence thing
0: because that was like one of the only over oversights really is that the poem mentions that like you know if you see her in your dreams but you never see her in your dreams you like i said you only see her in reality so i'm actually not sure and when i did my research nothing of that sort came up well it's just gonna so. be a
1: mystery for us all
0: it's it's whatever mary shaw what is the answer tell us now she's busy <laughs> uh, dead silent there oh wait she can't talk
1: exactly well i don't know that song of hers though mm, mm, perfection also real quick before we get off of the topic either we already are off of it is um the (laughs) the wife she reminded me so much of rosemary's baby
0: oh me like me like her style
1: yeah like her style
0: yeah she really did with the really short like the pixie cut um that yeah i totally see that I wonder if they were doing that on purpose or if that was just the look she had at the time. (laughs) She just happened
1: to show up with short hair. They're just like, yeah, this works.
0: Yeah, but no, even like, and she, and you find out um, in the scene that she is pregnant. um, Because she was like playing in the mirror, putting the pillow under her belly. Uh
1: Uh-huh, uh-huh, yes. Yes.
0: It was funny when we were watching that, my husband was like, why is she just checking herself out? And I'm like, it's alluding that she's pregnant. he's like, Oh, <laughs> like, geez. Um, but then you find out uh, in the end, or you're, you're kind of set up to think that the, the ventriloquist dummy kills her. Um, so he like, he like just slaughters the poor woman. And because it all happened because she screamed, had she not screamed, I think she would have lived. But like, when you get scared and you scream, then your tongue gets cut out. So then it pans to like Ryan Quantin coming home and he has the rose, he has the takeout food. It's been raining, he's all wet. And he comes inside and the tea cuddles like super loud. And I really like this because you just came, like you as the viewer are just coming from a super quiet scene. She just screams all of a sudden. And then it cuts to him, like, you know, the sound of the rain is really calming. He's, you know, coming up the steps. You hear that. You know, all these sounds that are, like, not scary. And then it goes to the room, and it's just, like, the stereo's blasting, the freaking tea kettle's going, and nothing else. And then he hears her voice. Like, he turns it off. He's like, hey, babe. And she's like, over here, or something like that. But you as a viewer know, like, "Uh, I don't think she's really able to talk right now. What the hey? You know? And I really like that. It reminded me a lot of Insidious, which uh, was also directed by James Wan in terms of the sound, because something I really liked about Insidious is the use of of music, but also the use of silence. Um, I think it's like when you, especially in horror, if you've ever, I don't know if you've ever done this, but like when you watch a horror movie and turn off the sound, it's suddenly not scary anymore. Or like, unless if it's a really bad one, it's not scary. Mm hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But like the, the big, the a big plays. part of it, yeah, the quiet place. That one, you, that one's a really important thing for sound. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that one gets still be scary. Um, but it's the the music you play is just as important as when you choose to not play any sound, and that's something that he, I feel like he took from this movie and used that in Insidious because if you notice the scariest parts. Or when it's really quiet, and then that violin that is that plays throughout. I think it's a violin. I'm really bad at placing instruments, but there's that musical score that plays, and it like really riles you up. All of a sudden, you're like, "Oh my gosh! I didn't realize how scared I was until like I realized it." You know, and I I feel like you could see elements of what he did in Insidious here in Dead Silence, which I really like. Um, yes, actually,
1: did you notice? I- Okay, so in Insidious, I, this is the one thing that I've always stuck with me with Insidious was there's a part where Rose character is walking through the house and it kind of has like a quick flash of like the kid yes. that you don't see. And he's and like then hiding so,
0: behind walls and stuff.
1: Yeah, and then so I noticed there was something like that in this movie too when uh, the, what, what is it, the, mor- the mortician guy he's like going through that little crawl space and then Uh there's like a a hand, like Mary Shaw's hand is on one of the posts and I'm just like, ah, there it is. You gotta really look though.
0: Yes, and you have to, there's, there's so much like, i don't want to say foreshadowing but it is a lot of foreshadowing throughout the movie and i can't think of specific instances but while you're watching it and then you you see it if you've seen it multiple times it's easier to notice um but there are a lot of moments like that like if you pay attention her fingers are wrapped around the wood the whole time and it was it's not till later when she gets closer that you see them again um but i like this movie a lot but after um the we get Donnie Wahlberg introduced. Yay. The other Wahlberg.
1: <laughs> There's another one.
0: <laughs> just uh, Marky Mark, you know. Marky Mark. Just him, you know. He's cool. Um, And he just plays, like, stereotypical, like, cop in movies. You know, he even has a donut. Like, <laughs> he's, like, just always shaving himself. He always has, like, hair growing. Like, you know. Always yeah, I grumpy. didn't get that
1: part. I thought it was unnecessary.
0: Well, he was um he was just kind of playing a, a character, a trope. And yeah. I think um that's something I noticed in this movie is that he really liked to do that. Like he also I feel like um, Ryan Quantin's character was just really like it was stereotypical. He dropped the rose, he had the takeout, he was like heartbroken, um, like you know, and she eventually they find she's pregnant and so like it was a very stereotypical murder kind of thing. You know, like, mm-hmm, oh, mm-hmm. you see what I mean? And so I feel like they kind of played into that with him. But this eventually leads them to um, Ravensfair, which is um, the town where both the husband and wife are from, Ryan Quantin and Lisa, the, the, the chick that looks like Rosemary's baby. <laughs> I can't her remember her, the actress's name, the wife. Um, so he takes to bury her there, um, which I also thought was weird at the funeral, like none of her family was there. Yeah. Like literally just him with his stepmom. Um, and her, his stepmom is interesting. Um, so yeah, he goes back to his old home and he goes back to his dad's house and his dad's like stupid rich, right? Like he has like a muy nice house. Like he has, he has multiple stories. Like that's my sign of like, you're muy rich. Like you're so rich. You couldn't just have one level of home. You have two, you know?
1: Yeah. And, and it's so that fancy style, like the old rich Type too. Like yeah. You, you know that he's had money his whole life.
0: Yeah. Like they've been having money. And so you're introduced to him and Ella, I think the stepmom's name is, right? Sure. Sure. <laughs> um, very, <laughs> very young, very pretty. He's like, oh, nice to meet you. And she's like, Haha, I'm your stepmom. And he's like, yeah, great. But you can, when he interacts with his dad, you could just tell like they, things have never been great ever. And they're not now. And like, it just seems like, they kind of dismiss super quickly that, like, his wife just died. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I, but that yeah. was also intentional because, like, that's just the dad. Um, but did you, uh, for the listener out there, like, something you need to pay attention to, and I may, maybe you picked up on this. I don't know if you did. I didn't pick up the first time. But just how close the wife always is to the father. Uh, how close Ella is to Jamie's dad.
1: I noted. Kind of, I mean, like, because uh, she's able to walk around, like, there's scenes with just her. Yeah. There's not scenes with just the dad. I kind of noticed that, I, I didn't think anything of it, though, you know, because I'm like, he is in a wheelchair, you just go over there and just be like, oh, okay, I gotta help him and, you know, be a good wife.
0: Yeah, like, she was a very caretaker role. But yeah. then, like, you find out in the end, plot twist, Um, she was definitely taking care of him. Because um, he was a puppet the whole time. He was a dummy. Um, but more importantly, I should just get to, like, the, the real meat of what it is. So we, everyone comes to find out, and by everyone I mean Jamie, the main character, uh, he goes to the funeral home, and he brings up Mary Shaw, and they're, they're, he's just like, no, 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 the funeral home director, Henry, is like, no, we don't talk about her anymore. Like, do you not know? And he's like, what? And, like, she had been associated with, like, all the madness in town, like, when she had her shows in her heyday in the 30s. There was the little boy that was like, You're faking it. And she was like, What? And all of a sudden that little boy went missing. We come to find out later. She turned him into a puppet. And that little boy was his great uncle.
1: She was a hardcore player hater. Well, yeah. the little boy was a player hater, but man, yeah. like she she could not take criticism.
0: <laughs> no. And I mean like I mean she's the only ventriloquist in town. Like, what are you gonna do if someone discredits you? But you know. But it's a little kid, you know.
1: I'm like everyone else yeah. is laughing, having a good time, and then she's like, "Oh my god, this child's just a brat," and she did not like that.
0: But this this is a horror movie. She knew the assignment. <laughs> <laughs> she knew what she had to do. Billy knew um, the assignment. Yeah, Billy really knew the assignment too. Um, so Billy was the one who she was doing the show with the puppet that ended up at Jamie's house. What connection? And the boy that was killed by her was related to Jamie. What? That's weird. Um, Was Billy
1: related to the Goosebumps ventriloquist doll? I thought
0: so. I thought it was, but (laughs) his name is Slappy. Uh,
1: I I think it might have been
0: like an homage. Yeah. Because there were other, I don't remember the the names, but there were puppets that were references to famous ventriloquists. Like they made replicas of their dummies, which is kind of cool. Interesting. Yeah. um, But. Where was I going? Oh yeah. So then the the town mob goes after and kills Mary Shaw and cuts her tongue out. And so when you find that out, like as a viewer, you start to make the connection, like, wait, his wife's tongue was cut out and her tongue was cut out. (gasps) Could it be the ghost of Mary Shaw? Um, But this is like when, when, when this fact is found out, that's when she hits the fan. And that's when like more and more deaths just start to occur. Like just a, people around it so like the funeral the funeral home guy i think is the first one right in the town wait that's actually Mm. not that many
1: (laughs) i mean if you want to get technical it was the dad
0: it was the dad yeah so i mean the dad was well he was already a puppet by this point that's what i'm saying Um, he was technically the first one yeah so he was technically the first one well technically ella is because you find out she's technically a puppet yeah but i didn't get that either in the deleted scenes there is more information that she is the perfect doll it's more obvious with those scenes um because it alludes to it when it shows when he flips over the paper that says how to make the perfect doll and it has her face um it kind of looks like her but a little different you know it's enough that you're like oh that's not her um but in the deleted scenes it goes more into the book And so you can see more of how it works. And it's pretty much just Mary Shaw taking over her.
1: Okay. So was she a real person is what I don't get.
0: At one point, but not in the movie. Okay. Okay. So, but that's based off of the deleted scenes. So I don't know if that necessarily is for the produced full movie. You know what I mean? Right. That's how I am understanding it. And I, I want our listeners to take it that way too. Okay, I can um, I can get that. Like,
1: I can kind of get yeah. that from the storyline and everything. But also, there was at one point she said that, like, it's in order to get uh, the perfect doll, you need to have existing parts. Yeah. And then I'm assuming so because it's She was it's a real parts- person. Yeah, but I'm assuming, like, because it's parts that is coming from different sources. It's not just one source.
0: I think that was just a miswrite. Because like even the original, so the kid that she originally killed that she turned into her puppet, that was her first doll. So I think like she says different parts, but you also have to consider like the glass eyeballs that go into it, and like that's different parts. So I'm wondering if the, I'm wondering if it was a mistake on words, semantics, or if that's what they meant by it, by both doll parts and human parts.
1: Yeah, but then it wouldn't end up looking like a person anymore either. So that didn't make any sense. Well, and she plus, figured it out.
0: That's the whole point. Is She figured it out.
1: Okay, so she is living in the wife, correct? Yes, that's, Mary the, in the wife.
0: that's my understanding based on the deleted scene that Mary Shaw is in her. Because that's at one point she did all the voices. And remember, she was able to do dead people's voice. Uh, she was able to do Henry's voice in the telephone. Remember when it did that flashback? Yeah. where he thought he was talking to him and it's just her and you see her throat moving yeah 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 so that's Mary Shaw doing it but Mary Shaw had killed Ella is the right. is kind of the premise and then so she's playing Mary Shaw is playing Ella in Ella's body the perfect doll
1: yeah so is what makes her perfect is the fact that you can't tell that it's a doll at all because yeah. I mean the dad had an open back and Ella didn't as far yeah. as we know I never showed anything
0: did yes, I? I don't remember seeing it. Yeah, because she's turned around and you see all of her. And, yeah. And like you look at the, if you look closely at the sketches in the book, you see like in the side drawing, like the profiles, like there's organs inside. So she's alluding to the fact that like it, everything is the same.
1: That's interesting. I wonder how she got into all of that. Well, I mean, the whole point was that she was living in the dolls, and that's why her spirit is still around. And then so yeah. that's why they ended up destroying all of the dolls. But then there was, like, that last one that was the perfect one. The person. Yeah, so,
0: like, until you killed that doll, like, we're all screwed. And Mary Shaw could come after any of
1: us. That At least to my next point, does she... Okay, first of all, obviously she's, like, some sort of spirit. Like, some demonic spirit or something. Or, like, was she practicing witchcraft or something? Like, how could she end up living in these dolls and live in this person?
0: I think, um, as someone who's into the paranormal... I think this, like, could fall into the realm. Like, she had such a violent death that, like, her spirit, like, is just super attached to the earth and, like, it clung on to something.
1: Okay. Yeah. I I will go with that because I also believe in the paranormal. Yeah. (laughs) I wish they went into it a little bit more, though, of, like, is she, like, does she practice witchcraft or something, you know?
0: The deleted scenes don't allude to that at all. So, my understanding is no. Um, But I wonder if, like, just okay but you got to consider okay so the beginning of the movie it said like ventriloquists were believed to have been like um how do they word it like uh, voices for spirits right like they considered their their centered was considered to be like a connection to the other side so i'm wondering if her just being a ventriloquist was what lended to her being able to like do this paranormal thing you know what i mean
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Because okay, it, did,
0: it did allude, it did say that in the beginning, like, when it was saying, like, ventrit and quit, and it comes from these words, Latin roots, meaning to speak and, like, you know what I mean? And yeah, then it yeah. said ventriloquist, right? yeah. So I'm wondering if it's kind of basing all of this premise off of that belief.
1: Okay, probably. I mean, like, why else would they bring that up, you know?
0: Yeah, but um, I think, you know, I'm i'm ready to lay silent on this movie and take a train to another one
1: hey besties it's alex here hey. <laughs> i also want to talk about your segue was super good because my movie is trained to busan if you guys didn't guess i know we announced it last week but i don't care Okay.
0: <laughs> Dang Who hurt if, you? Just,
1: I don't want to talk about it. Okay, okay. <laughs> Anyways, so Train to Busan is a South Korean movie that came out in two thousand sixteen. Has a ninety four percent rotten tomatoes. I have deeper GRT about choosing this movie because I'm gonna butcher all the names, so I apologize in advance. <laughs> Uh, it originally aired in the Cannes Film Festival at uh, the midnight thing that they have which i I guess is for like scary movies Uh-oh. and it was I mean, only like a, I
0: didn't know that was a thing
1: yeah I didn't know either but I' apparently haven't been invited me huh. either I, I don't know why I feel like we're super popular I know but <laughs> anyways it, that came out it aired like a couple months before it actually came out in theaters. And is directed by, uh, here we go, Yon Sang-ho. Okay, this is his first live-action movie, actually. he oh. Before that, he was doing animated films. And uh, what goes with that is that there is an animated prequel to this movie that came out, uh, I think, two or three months after the actual movie did.
0: Was it Cardibus on?
1: Didn't. No, uh, Oh crap. Of course you asked me and I didn't write it oh, down. Oh sorry. <laughs> we'll
0: just call you. it cards. It's car it's Kartabusan. I I remember it is that, right?
1: Right? Right? <laughs> sure, yeah. So it's a something or something like that. Oh, wait. No, it's, it's Soul Station. S E O U L.
0: Oh, that's sorry, way, ma- that's C-O-L? way
1: better. Yeah, so, Soul Station. So it's a, it's just a different stop on the train. <laughs>
0: oh, okay. Okay. I respect but, that
1: that's a prequel and I found out that there is a sequel to this movie it's not technically a sequel it's like a standalone one but it's in the same universe it's called Peninsula and it's just about these guys these military guys that's four years after the initial outbreak so that's what that movie is about but now I'm interested in watching it but anyways the star of this film is Gong Yoo which we all know and love from the ever-popular Squid Game he was the police officer in that there's so mm-hmm. many uh popular korean actors in this one um the guy the the bigger brillier guy that has the wife and everything his name the is one Don in Lee. The blue? yeah the one in the blue his name is don lee and he was just in marvel's eternals eternals the eternals internals
0: oh, he plays gilgamesh him. or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And he was like, I don't even know if he's like the love interest of Angelina Jolie or if they just have like a really deep friendship or something like that. Uh,
0: <laughs> that's that's a different we'll score movie. we'll explore that in another episode, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but anyways, it was him and uh, the the baseball guy. I think it was baseball. The baseball guy. He is the main guy from Parasite.
0: Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. And,
1: uh the other girl the main pregnant girl she is in a bunch of she's like pretty big in the korean film industry and uh her and gong yu actually worked together on another big film called silenced that came out a few years before so they've known each other and another fun fact is that the bigger guy the don lee guy and gong yu uh don lee was gong yu's personal trainer <laughs> in in real life, oh, that's so they they've known each other for a long time. But anyways, I didn't even talk about the heck though this movie is. Okay, so mm-hmm. straight to Busan. Uh, it it's supposed to be like the start of a zombie apocalypse. Uh, well, they they claim it as a virus, and uh, the main guy Gong Yu, he his character is a, a fund manager. So uh, they call him like a bloodsucker. Like he doesn't really care about anyone, and he has a daughter and the daughter he doesn't even like really know his daughter the daughter's just like uh you know i want to hang out with my dad but he's just too busy working to actually like pay Mm -hmm. attention to her necessarily you know like he loves her but he's just never there and so gets her the
0: weed twice
1: Yeah, he gives oh, her the weakness. <laughs> yeah, it was sad. That this movie's really, really, really good for a zombie movie in particular. It has I think it's like a perfect blend of like action, but like the emotional aspect of it is insane. You know, you don't really get that in yeah. zombie movies. You well, know, you it can, gives
0: you it gives you so much humanity to contrast with the zombie behavior. Yeah. And that's what I really liked.
1: Yeah, it was very, very, very well done. Uh but the daughter wants to go to her mom's house because she's over her dad does not paying attention to her. She's mm-hmm. like, I'd rather be with my mom. And uh, she's like, I'm going to take the train by myself. And the dad's like, no, you're not taking the train by yourself. But you're too small. And she's like, oh, I want to go for my birthday, which is like the following day after all this conversation happens. And he's like, I'll just go with you. And so that's how they end up on the train. Uh, and then while they're on the train, there's like all these... There's like a, a passenger that sneaks on, and it's a girl that's got bitten by an infected person. No one notices that she's on there, and uh, she turns after a while. Which, by the way, the actor who did that, the actress, oh my god, she was crazy with like the yeah. way she was moving and everything. As like the first zombie and like the first sight that we see of a zombie, like she was, she set the bar really high for the yeah. rest of the zombies as far as movement goes, and it was just so good. But anyways, when she turns, she bites another person that's trying to help her. And everyone's just like, what's happening? Uh, they end up walking through this one train car, and everyone's just like, is she okay? Like, why is this person on this other person? And yeah. they see that the the original infected person like rips the throat out of the person that she's on. And uh, everyone's like, oh my God, something real's happening here, right? And then you see the person who got their throat ripped out come back to life too. Mm-hmm. And so now they're attacking this whole train car full of people. And it kind of just spreads out through the train and then people so start fast. to notice more and more. Yeah, people start to notice more and more too. So they're all kind of rushing towards like the front of the train, I think, or like the back of the train. They're one end of the train. When that happens, they uh, we get to like the main person and like his daughter and um, they kind of like cut off the the rest of the train, which uh, the the guy, there's like the, the main barely guy and his uh, pregnant wife Uh, they were like kind of stuck it in the back with the zombies and then our main guy like cuts them off just to kind of (laughs) show how his character is you know he's just like you guys kind of he's like no it's all about us yeah it's all about us like fuck you guys you know like obviously they're close enough to make it before the zombies do but he's just like no we're we're not risking it here and then so once they make it over they're just like wow what an ass you know the the barely guys like apologize me he's like "Mm, why would i (laughs) you know i didn't do anything wrong there's nothing wrong with that. And then uh, so what ends up happening is that the wife notices that the zombies don't really notice them until they, they're, they like, in their presence. Like, they don't react. Like, the zombies don't react until, like, they actually see someone or hear someone or something <laughs> like that. And so they just, like, cut off that uh, the other trains with the zombies in it by putting some newspaper up. So that saves them, it gives them some time, and then we start to get all these other elements of just like, well, we're going to stop at this next train station, and there's like news feeds coming everywhere, everyone's looking on their phone, and all of these things, and it's just like virus, 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 outbreak, this, 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 this it's all over the place it's nationwide it's not just on this train it, as they're coming to realize so they're like okay we're gonna stop at this next station and then like the conductor goes on the thing again and it's just like well we can't drop it. stop at this train station because there's uh, stuff going on there and as they're passing through that train station you can see all these people trying to get on the train and then they get attacked immediately and everyone's just like oh god this shit's real it's everywhere oh. it's insane and then i the main guy gets a call from his mother <gasps> which by the way that was rough dude it was like he you can tell that he's like slowly realizing that she's not good that she is infected or something he's like why is Mm -hmm. it so loud she's just like oh the mom's a bitch (laughs) which i was like so uncalled for he just she just really liked the granddaughter and then she's like nah the the mom's a bitch we never get introduced uh, to the wife at all
0: well i feel i was wondering about that because it was such an off comment i wonder if it was because she was just about to transition
1: oh yeah that would make sense too Being Yeah, because yeah, then she was, started
0: going oh, after that yeah <laughs> like, like
1: everyone's mind kind of went towards the end there
0: yeah because there was a very aggressive comment and that's what they're very aggressive and that, and she's not so I wondered I, I, I thought that too I was like dang like okay like I mean however you want to feel um, that makes but me I, feel better <laughs> good um, but I, that, I feel like that moment was also crucial for him because like him being connected to his mom he was like oh now I really understand why my daughter like wants to be with her mom like I feel like that was also important for his humanity Yeah, yeah. unfortunately to go through that
1: yeah he had a lot of that's another thing that happened in this movie too he had a lot of a lot of character development yeah. you can see he starts the movie one way and ends the movie a different way and I think that's huge, and like his acting, like all of the, uh, he got nominated at the Asian Film Awards for Best Actor. Uh, the Don Lee guy got nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Oh. And there was a whole bunch of other things that got nominated as well. Editor, visual effects, costume design. None of the, it didn't, they didn't win any, which is surprising to me. At the Asian Film Festival specifically, or the Asian Film Awards specifically. They won Mm -hmm. other uh, types of things, but not at that one. Which I found interesting because it kind of broke some records. It was the biggest movie to come out in 2016 in Korea. Oh, wow. Well, I'm not sure if it was like the biggest, but it definitely broke the record like, the first one of the year to break records like the most people went it had like 1.1 million moviegoers and then it kind of went over into some other countries too and the other countries had like dubbed versions of it and that was kind of like the first time that this one particular country had like a whole bunch of different dubbed versions and and not just the subtitles. It was just a whole whole bunch of different languages, which I think is interesting because you don't really see that in actual movie theaters having dubbed versions of anything. It's very rare. Maybe that's just an American thing. I'm not sure. Cause I feel like we Hmm. don't really see any, like we see subtitles, we see movies in other languages, but we don't see a lot of dubbed, things and especially yeah. different types of dub things like you know there's english or spanish like america's diverse with the, what we have here and so like for it to be released uh, all those different versions at the same time in the movie theater is very rare and yeah so that is
0: that, really fascinating
1: apparently going into the american thing is that there's they're doing an american version of this movie which kind of upsets me, because I, I don't know why Hollywood is so crap, and they just can't think of anything anymore. They're just like, let's redo a movie that came out four years ago, or five or six five, six, six already. That's crazy.
0: But anyways, they're calling
1: it Train to New York, so they're literally Americanizing it. I don't think it would it. work.
0: I don't think it would work, because no. all our infrastructure is trash, so the train would break after ten minutes. Bam, can't make a movie.
1: There's not even a train that goes anywhere. <laughs> like, what the hell are they talking about? Of course it has to be Train to New York. I don't know There's where the hell trains. it's coming
0: from yeah there's trains all
1: over the east coast not really like people don't really take it though well the east coast yeah but i mean like if it's a train to new york or like where the hell are they coming from another place in new york <laughs> you
0: know you can argue that premise with train to busan where's it coming from
1: but i feel like they have a better yeah, 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 yeah. uh train system there you oh, know or, like transit like we don't have that here like no, America's is designed to That's drive I was joking. Everywhere. like
0: you can't even make that movie <laughs> <sighs> The trains we do have break after ten minutes. <laughs> so listeners out there, <laughs> our trains suck. <laughs> That's
1: basically what you're supposed to take away from this. Yeah, they didn't used to
0: because we have so many train museums. It <laughs> <laughs> apparently worked in past decades, so but not anymore. Well, you know, I find
1: it interesting that like they made it such a big part of history to be like well we have a train system now we were able the to trans-continental. travel
0: Continental <laughs>
1: yeah and you know why we don't use it who Oops. uses it like we use it like there's cargo trains i think is the ones that use it the most i mean yeah. people do use amtrak and stuff like that but other than that we don't have anything outside of these long distance ones you know like la would benefit from that hardcore technically la has these things but no one uses it you know or like it's not built properly or whatever it is la needs a refurbish anyways (laughs) in general revamp totally
0: but they're trying to make an americanized version is what you're saying
1: yeah they were they are it was supposed to come out 2023 but they have since removed it from the release schedule i can't remember i I know warner brothers is attached to it as like the distributor i don't know who's actually making it oh but they took it off for some reason which i'm just like just let it just leave it just leave it you know like that it's great that sequel that i was talking about the standalone sequel came out in 2020 i mean it was only two years ago just like we have Don't it, you fix know? it
0: if it ain't broke.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I also think that like Korean stuff is becoming more popular, especially I feel like Squid Game, you know, and like K pop, like BTS, yeah. like they, uh, and Blackpink, uh, like those are like the two main ones, I would say, of American culture.
0: And Parasite. Parasite had a big, I feel like got a big cult following out here
1: parasite was the first movie uh foreign film movie to win movie of the year at the oscars that's why yeah yeah and then i think that's what made it popular though you know like it it finally got nominated like uh, like a foreign film got nominated for a picture of the year and then people started paying attention to it you know i don't think it had a following before then yeah for us for americans
0: oh okay so you know what i just thought of like, I was getting all grumpy, like, why are we do we got to do an American version of it? And you know what I realized? Like, remember when we were all obsessed with, Still, some of us still are, uh, like, Japanese horror? And, like, The Grudge came out. And I, I believe The Ring was, too, originally Japanese. But there were a lot of That's horror true. films that yeah. we remade um, that actually ended up working. Um, so I'm going to take back my initial anger. <laughs> my <laughs> I'll be initial- right there with you version and you know this actually it could be something because sometimes movies like horror movies like will do better if it's in a context that you understand better yeah that's
1: true that's true
0: maybe it should be trained to Brooklyn, brooklyn or something or trained to no poor brooklyn (laughs) i feel like they go through everything trained to upper east side (laughs) <laughs> starring Blake Lively and Leighton Meester, reprising their roles. But Bring, this them, time, back. Bring them back. Something goes wrong. <laughs> but
1: I was watching and doing some research for uh, this movie, the Train to Busan movie, and uh, there isn't a lot. And I'm not sure if that's just because like we're in America and it's a Korean film, so like there aren't a lot of resources for me to look up. Like uh, just a simple Google search would mm, yeah, do yeah. a lot, you know and uh, so i ended up going on youtube because i always try to watch interviews so i think that's where you get like the most information like directly from the director or the actors or whatever the heck you know and so i try to look those up but there aren't any american ones really uh there's oh. a lot it, they're all korean and i've never seen a korean interview before and <laughs> their culture is so fun i'm like what why do we like? stick here it's very uh like fast paced like there's a lot of pops and it just seems like it just it's more fun i don't know how to explain it like there's a lot of like, weird, oh, like, like quirky like, sounds
0: like they have like a lot of effects
1: yeah sound effects yeah. and
0: visual effects okay yeah but these about. are just
1: like the, they're like the talk shows there you know like they're just like boop 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 in here where we just have like talk shows and they do like funny like bits type of thing yeah. like during the interview but like this is like literally like popping and they like point out interesting things oh. one of the main talking points actually one of the points i saw on imdb as like a trivia thing is the the girlfriend of the baseball guy is oh. uh she was in a k-pop band And I was just like, well, that's not the biggest deal because I feel like a lot of people go into K-pop, so I was like, "Uh, another one, you know. But (laughs) in this interview, they were talking about the K-pop band, and everyone, all the rest of the actors, were like super excited about it. And so apparently, it's a more popular K-pop band called Wonder Girls, but it was like a 2008 type of uh band and they were she was like obviously younger in it and it was it's very like hannah montana vibes in terms of their (laughs) outfits and stuff like that and so it's very fun i i listened to some of the music yesterday and it was it was very tween
0: vibes
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's exactly tween vibes but with like the jeans and the tutus over it or like the skirts like that type
0: so she she probably would have gotten ads at limited too (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> but i just the, the, she was like oh yeah we keep in contact still because like apparently they've been broken up for like 10 years or something at that point so she's like oh yeah we, we keep in contact and everyone's just like oh my god really and she's like yeah they're gonna come to the the premiere and everyone's like oh my god <laughs> just so that's a fun fact for the
0: k-pop people out there wow
1: you hear that listeners that's for you and our famous director from scott pilgrim edgar wright liked this movie and he tweeted about it and said it's the best zombie movie that he's seen in a long time which is funny because he did Shaun of the dead
0: (laughs) wow and you know that was a goodie too but that was a good one i really like this because i felt like it wasn't lazy zombie writing like I i don't know if i've talked to you about this but i my least favorite like scapegoats for horror are like usually zombies and aliens i hate when they're just like oh it was aliens Oh it was the zombies like i I need I feel like they that ends up being the thing, but this one was so well done it didn't feel like it was an excuse. it felt like it was it actually felt like the zombies were essential to the storyline, not just the fear factor if that yeah. Makes sense
1: yeah that's what every all the actors were saying that like the zombies are the main cast you yeah know? like they they made it very well known that the zombies were so good like all of the all the actors who played the zombies even were, the like, deer
0: at the beginning
1: they were so twitchy <laughs> and like i you know it's kind of always hit or miss with like computer generated things and like there was only like a few parts in here that you could tell it was like completely computer generated but it was so well done that it didn't look disgusting you know like it it was so well done and I thought the, the costumes were really good the acting was really good at the end when the 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 daughter and oh by the way i just want to talk real quick about how like the the dad this throws himself at the at the end of the train that was a scene that guy was so irritating too the guy the coo guy yeah oh Oh my god he was so irritating he just kept killing everyone he's like me first me first but that yeah it's to kind of go with what our main guy would have been if Mm -hmm. he continued out through it and then so i think that was a very good contrast you know where you could see that our guy still has humanity like he's still able to change and stuff like that speaking of changing he turned into a zombie Oh I get it, you get it. But when he threw himself at the end and like the little girl is so such a good actor too. She like her crying over the dad. I was heartbroken and the pregnant wife that lost her husband and like how she was just like stuck Dunned that 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 our main guy got bitten and Ooh. we she knew that he was gonna have to go and and he's over there like this is how you stop the train like you're and she's like realizing and you can see all of this in the acting and it's insane that you can she realizes that it's just her and the girl now like they're gonna be on their own and that's that's heart wrenching in itself and then at the very end when they finally make it to like that barricade of mm-hmm. Busan. And all of the zombies, I think they were infected. One of them kind of twitched like an infected, which I'm surprised because they, they never showed a, a way of killing the zombies either. Like, they were just beating them off and fending them off, but none of them actually died. Oh, you know? but
0: uh, but there were times where you see bodies around, so you know they're capable of dying.
1: Yeah, which was interesting to me. So, But they never went into it either. Yeah, and, I, yeah. So I I was curious about that if like maybe it's fire or something it'll tell like, you at the beginning of the
0: peninsula <laughs>
1: <laughs> hopefully but i uh, the the military is set up there and they're just like oh we have some people coming we don't know if they're infected or not and the people are just like just shoot them because if you don't know we can't let them into the city yeah. or whatever the heck because it's quarantined. And uh, the sniper is like very slowly starting to go over to the trigger to kill the pregnant wife Mm -hmm. and uh, they start hearing singing. Luckily, of the little kid that at the very beginning of the film she was doing for her dad, you know, like the dad missed the recital of her singing this and then That's so right. the grandma showed the dad how she did at the recital and she couldn't do it. Like she stopped singing and everyone was kind of making fun of her and everything and then the the daughter was talking to the dad and was just like, I couldn't sing it because I re- recited it like just for you or like I rehearsed it just for you and he realized in that moment that he's like an asshole, you know, he's uh... just like I- he realizes that i should have been there that she still loves him you know like 110 percent loves him still you know like she wants to be a part of his life and all of these things it's not she's not choosing to not be with him you know she's not over it well she's a little kid still she doesn't know necessarily either but it's just like you can tell that she just loves him still and it's it's sad for her that he's not there and he's just like, I should have been. and But that also goes into how, like, that big earlier guy was talking about how uh, the, the the dads get all the crap because they're just so busy working all the time. And they don't realize that, like, the kids don't realize that the dads are doing it for the kids too, yeah. to, like, have a better life. So it, it kind of makes him into, it, it's having him realize more and more that, like, he, it's better to be there for the child than actually, like, pay for things for the child like as we see with the we as well you know where where, like she doesn't really care either you know she's just like oh i already have this but she's not even playing it or anything like she's not dismissive of it she's just like oh you don't even care enough to give me a different present
0: Like, she's appreciative, but, like, I have that already. (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly. And
0: I was going to say, like, you could just tell, like, she, for me, was, like, the biggest contrast to the zombies because she had the most humanity. Like, you know, even when shit hits a fan, like, she offered the old lady her seat. And, like, you know, when the dad talked to her, like, you got to think of ourselves, she was, like... You know i think of all the times like grandma's niece would hurt and like you see her always going back to like just her human connection and that's just what she craves most and like yeah. it's really sad that you know the the movie ends the way it does you find out like you know his the dad's connection to it all and it's just kind of like oh like i'm so sorry like but yeah. his humanity ended up saving her um and the yeah. woman in the end so like that was his gift
1: i think that's a good thing in terms of as you see in the characters that there's like the extreme coo guy yeah and then there's the extreme child where it's just like an ass versus someone who's nice who is genuine who is loving you know a thoughtful human being a thoughtful person exactly and the dad sees both Things, you know, and he's the middle man of these, so it's kind of like evil devil shoulder and then like the angel shoulder, yeah. I think. And so it was a nice contrast of all character development for sure. But I, I wanted to end on the note of how the daughter was singing and she was able to sing that whole song at the end, you though she's crying, but like she was able to sing it all. And the song was even alluding to, like, you know, we're gonna see each other again, this isn't the end, basically, you know, it's sad, but uh it shows that the you know there's still hope i guess you know like for humanity to survive and everything like that and like there's kind of always a silver lining like this one's kind of crap obviously but like she still sees it in a way where we are going to be together again it's not the end officially
0: wow that's that's beautiful man (laughs) <laughs> All right, when are we starting our therapy podcast? <laughs> I don't know. Next week, probably. <laughs> the uh, well, sooner no. the better. Well, we can't because next week we'll be talking about uh, 1408 and the Blair Witch Project. Yes, so we can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. I am so... There's such different movies too. Like it's kind of funny. One takes place in a room, and the other takes place in like the, a vast forest. <laughs> you know, like they're just so different, just in that sense. So I'm I'm excited to get get into it.
1: Yeah, me too. Continue
0: Halloween horror. Yes, and,
1: done, done. and you guys better watch it. You included.
0: Yeah, everybody watch it with at you. Those- <laughs> what? What <laughs> you did better I watch do? It. Watch both of them. Okay not just one okay (laughs) all right well that's it um we'll be back next week peace everybody
1: peace you can listen to new episodes of okay but this movie every monday at 8 a.m on spotify apple podcasts amazon music and anchor
0: be sure to follow us on instagram tiktok and twitter so you can stay updated
1: Later, later gators it's billy